the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. The usual uh, news and notes to get to. And uh, two Craft Beer guests on the uh, show that will be joining me later this hour. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Our guests tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Brandon Galupi and Stuart Blake from Second Act Beer. They're located out of Dover, New Jersey. Great guys. They're just breaking into the business. Uh, they put out two very good beers that are musically themed, hence the name Second Act. And we'll talk to them in just about 20 minutes from now. Good stuff. Good local brews. And uh, you definitely want to uh, check them out if you're at a, uh, you know, at a, at a bar, you know, North Jersey, uh, if you're at one of these beer festivals, because they'll be around in these, you know, local beer festivals and stuff in New Jersey. Definitely want to check them out uh, from Second Act. But let's get into some news and notes. Plus, coming up in the next segment, uh, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast back on the road again. Uh, we've got a couple of dates coming up. Uh, one is the end of November. The other one is the beginning of December. Uh, the one in the beginning of December... It's going to be very interesting, uh, and it's going to be in Manhattan, and I encourage you uh, to get out there if you can. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk about that in the next break. Uh, and the one before that is really near and dear to my heart um, because the uh, part of it is going to benefit uh, a local animal shelter as well as helping someone uh, who has family in Puerto Rico. So uh, I would definitely encourage you uh, to come out to both of them or one of them if you can. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, but we'll get to that. Uh, in the next segment of the uh, program. Now, I don't know if you saw this earlier this week, uh, but in an effort to reignite its uh, fight with Big Beer uh, that happened back in 2012, and now they're trying to uh, do it up again, the Brewers Association, which is a national trade group uh, that represents the interests of America's small and independent brewers, unveiled a, a fake crowdfunding campaign that wants to buy the world's largest beer company in Anheuser-Busch InBev, for $213 billion. So the crowdfunding campaign, as well as the, the pledges, $10, $100, and $1,000 pledges, are not real, but the intent of the media offensive uh, is. So Julia Hertz, the BA's uh, craft beer program director, uh, told the uh, news organization Brewbound, it's a tongue-in-cheek campaign. Uh, it's, excuse me. It's a tongue-in-cheek campaign about a serious message. We are trying to bring awareness to the fact that there are a lot of different brewers, big and small, and if you care about supporting small brewery businesses, then you should take craft back. So they had this three-minute um, uh, video that, that came out with this Take Craft Back campaign. Uh, it features uh, a guy walking around, uh, basically asking people what they think of craft beer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then basically they, it, it takes a shot at A.B., 
uh, the, the actor in it says, you think of breweries like this one reviving old neighborhoods, creating culture, putting people to work, doing something for America, apart from just putting the word on a can, uh, basically uh, taking a knock at AB InBev for putting America on its package when, meanwhile, the brewery isn't owned by an American company. And uh, actor goes on and talks about all the different acquisitions uh, from AB, Miller Coors, Heineken, Constellation Brands have combined to purchase uh, fewer than 20 craft beer companies since 2011. And they're saying that would limit consumers' choice at local bars, stores, and restaurants. And that's true to a certain extent. Um, you know, they basically, and, and then the actor says, Big Beer wants to rob you of the power of choice. Definitely check out the video. It's a lot of fun. Um, they're, they're trying to have some fun with this, but they're also trying to make people aware, which I think is a good thing. So if you donate, uh, if you claim that you're going to donate $10, $50, whatever, they will send you a hat or a T-shirt, whatever it is, you put your name in and your address, and they'll send you this stuff. But let's be honest. Um, craft beer is growing in this country. It is becoming, I don't want to say it's becoming a big business because it certainly isn't, um, but it, it is becoming a small to medium business that is employing people, putting people to work, and restoring local economies, which is great. Um could this happen if they put enough of a grassroots movement together? Could they buy back uh, Big Beer? I don't know. As of uh, you know, as of a couple of days ago, they had raised over two hundred thousand uh, dollars. You know, people claiming they would don't they would donate money again, saying one thing and doing another two entirely different things. Could they do it? Could it happen? Sure, of course it could happen. Anything can happen in this country. That's what's great about America is that if you put your mind to it and you get the right people, you can do anything in this country. That's what's so great. Um, do, you know, is it a fun little thing? Yeah. Am I taking it seriously? No, uh, because I just don't think that there's enough people out there that would really care enough to want to do this. Would it? If it happened, would it be awesome? Sure it would. But, you know, at the end of the day, all right, that, that $200 billion number, would AB InBev actually take that number and walk away? Would the people who own the company say, all right, we'll let you all run it? Kind of like the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are not owned by anybody. They're owned by the public. There are shareholders. There's not one majority shareholder. Everybody's a, a shareholder in the company, and they have to make decisions based on all of those shareholders. But, you know, that works for football. Would it work here? I don't think so. Uh, honestly, I, I really don't think, um, you know, that it, that it would help. So, eh. We'll see. So um, when the campaign launched, craft beer companies such as New Belgium, Dogfish Head, Brooklyn Brewery, uh, among others, tweeted their support of the initiative, encouraged the thousands of followers uh, on their social media accounts to do the same. So we will see what happens. Uh, one be- one a Brewers Association member who asked not to be named wrote an unsolicited email to Brewbound criticizing the effort, calling it embarrassing and gimmicky. Uh, and the emailer wrote, this sort of campaign is diluting the BA's initiatives. Rather than spend time on marketing campaigns like this that pander to the casual small brewer, the BA should spend time on programming that actually educates the community. Uh, and, uh, oh, no, excuse me. So as of a couple of days ago, they had raised almost $800,000. Okay, you know, again, but it's fake money. People aren't putting their credit card information in or whatever. Click on the campaign. We've tweeted it out. It's on our Facebook page. Go check it out. Uh, if, you know, if you pledge and you, you know, you promise to give, I, I think I promised to pledge $50 or whatever, uh, they'll send you, you get a choice. It's a sticker, a hat, a t-shirt or a koozie or something. You get to pick one and uh, I guess eventually they'll end up sending it to you. So we'll see what happens as we continue on here. News and notes on the Algatulo craft beer cast on AM 970. The answer stone brewing is coming out with Frankenstone's monster IPA. 
Uh, this one here is a, uh, a blend of uh, Stone Runation Double IPA 2.0 and Stone IPA, a double dry hopped with mosaic and laurel hops. Uh, they put it together. Now, this is only available, uh, let's see, it is only available via draft uh, at uh, Stone locations uh, and uh, places that sell uh, Stone beer. So you can uh, go to find.stonebrewing.com to find bars and restaurants that are serving the Halloween special release draft. Also, what Stone is doing, which I think is great, uh, they are um, their distributing division, Stone Distribu- Distributing Company, uh, is donating a portion of its sales throughout the month of October to benefit those affected by the Northern California fires. Donations will be made to Direct Relief, providing emergency assistance to California's Office of Emergency Services, the Napa County Public Health Department, and more than 40 health centers and clinics in the affected region. Uh, they, alongside the self-distribution of Stone Brewing beers, uh, the company also proudly represents 38 craft and specialty beers from California across the United States and the world. These include Sonoma County's Bear Republic Brewing and the Russian River Brewing Company uh, since 2001 and 2005, respectively. Uh, for the month of October, which is retroactive to October 1st, for every case of Bear Republic and Russian River uh, sold uh, by Stone Distribu- a Distributing Company, the company will donate 25 cents. It will further donate 25 cents. For every case of Stone Brewing beer sold in Southern California, and Stone Brewing will donate 15 cents for every case of Stone beer sold via its wholesale distribution partners throughout the rest of California. Uh, There are a bunch of independent craft brewing communities uh, that are distributed by Stone that have committed splitting a donation of 25 cents per case for the entire month. They include Avery Brewing, Made West Brewing, Mason Ale Works, Maui Brewing, McKellar Brewing, Smog City, The Lost Abbey, Victory Brewing Company, and uh, Wandering Anagis Cider Works. That's the initial list as of press time. You can go to stonebrewing.com slash about.press for more info. They've uh, donated Stone more than $3.3 million to charity, uh, including donating uh, $1 of every pint or growler filled of Stone's uh, Stone's Delicious IPA to direct relief to aid Hurricane Maria victims in Puerto Rico. They also donated money, I believe, in Houston as well. Now, Dogfish Head... Uh, they've got Project Extreme Brewing. It's an enthusiast's guide to extreme brewing at home. That's available for pre-sale on Amazon.com. It will officially be released on November 14th. So Sam Calagione, the CEO and founder of Dogfish Head, uh, teamed up with Todd and Jason Alstrom, brothers and founders of Beer Advocate, to come up with different brewing recipes. One of them happens to be the uh, Mr. Hector Vargas, which is a, a, you know, a take on uh, Mr. Vargas, the science teacher in the 80s movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They've got a ton of other collaborations in there that you can put together. Uh, And if you want to see a six-part video series that they put together as well, just go to dogfish.com for more information on that. But that book is available via presale from Amazon. And also Dogfish, a little more news from Dogfish Head, they have released Liquid Truth Serum IPA. Uh, That is out in stores now. You can check that out. And uh, to get more information on that, uh, it's a part of their Dogfish Head art series. They've got some great artwork on the bottle, it is a 6.8% ABV, a medium body haze, uh, hazy golden orange in color, a slightly citrus zest finish. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm intrigued to try that one. Dogfish doesn't make too many bad beers, so I have to check that one out. Just go to dogfish.com slash brewery slash fish finder uh, to find where Liquid Truth Serum IPA will be in stores as well as in bars. Uh, when we come back after a short break, more news and notes and the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast going out on the road. We're going to let you know all about that. Two locations coming up uh, in November and December. Folks, just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Hi, this is Elias Usamo B, host of Cobra Radio, the boldest hour here on AM 970, The Answer. And we're inviting you to tune in on Sunday at 11 a.m. as we talk about topics such as the Constitutional Convention and why you should vote no and why you shouldn't support it. And, of course, we talk about a whole host of other things as dealing with the New York City Department of Corrections and Correction Officers. Tune in on Sunday at 11 a.m. Thank you. There's a software solution to every business need, and Capterra.com can help you find yours. Whether you're a startup looking to keep better track of customers, a nonprofit hoping to have a record fundraising year, or a business that simply needs better payroll software, Capterra's got you covered. Capterra has over 400 categories of business software for you to choose from, anything from email marketing to scheduling to accounting and beyond. Capterra makes it easy to find what you're looking for with thousands of ratings and reviews from actual software users just like you. Best of all, using Capterra is absolutely free. Capterra connects you with the business software that will help you do what you do better. Visit Capterra.com today and join the millions of people who use Capterra. That's Capterra, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A.com, Capterra.com. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife, Sue, did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800 AM 97, the answer. That's what I'm talking about. A little Brian Setzer Orchestra from his uh, album from. God, almost 20 years ago, guitar slinger, rumble in Brighton, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Follow me on social media. Hey, it's easy. On Twitter, at Alcatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. And you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Brandon Galupi and Stuart Blake from Second Act Beer. They're located out of Dover, New Jersey. Great guys, just breaking into the business. They put out two very good brews. I ha- I've had one of them. I have not had the other. Um, and the brews are musically themed, hence the name Second Act. That happens just about 10 minutes from now. So some more news and notes to get to. And I had been mentioning this the last couple of weeks, the New Jersey Brewers Association uh, had an event scheduled for their political action committee uh, this coming Tuesday, October 24th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing, and the proceeds were benefiting their cause for better laws for New Jersey breweries. Unfortunately, that event has to be canceled due to concerns regarding how this event is organized and promoted and whether it violates any current New Jersey alcoholic beverage control regulations. This from Jason Carty, who is the executive director of uh, the uh, New Jersey Brewers Association. He goes on to say, uh, if you would like a refund, please contact the organizer, and they will gladly issue one. If, they want, if you'd like to donate your ticket cost, 
to help the, uh, our fight. We'd love that. This is, again, from Jason Carney. If you would like to donate further to help us achieve our goals, donate uh, at the link below. And then he goes on to say, Forgotten Boardwalk Brewery will be open on Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. If you'd like to stop by for a tour and a tasting and to discuss the mission and goals of the New Jersey Brewers Association and the New Jersey Craft Brewers Political Action Committee, thank you for your continued support, and please do not let this deter you from stopping by to chat. Uh, So uh, that, the announcement from Jason Carney uh, from the New Jersey uh, Brewers uh, Association. Unfortunately, they had to cancel that event, and again, Uh, The public statement that I had mentioned last week, I'll mention it again, from Jason Carty. He says, The New Jersey Brewers Association is proud to support legislators who recognize the value of the brewing industry in our state. Breweries across the state are creating jobs, contributing to economic development and generating tourism. Despite oppressive and archaic laws in our state, local brewers are helping grow the economy in New Jersey. We thank the legislators and candidates that continue to support us, and we hope the craft beer community will support them at the polls on November 7th. So, unfortunately, they had to cancel this uh, uh, this get-together with the tickets. But if you want to go to Forgotten Boardwork Brewery, they'll be open on Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Jason Carty and others will be there. They can discuss what is going on. And, again, uh, the long and the short of it is basically uh, there are New Jersey lawmakers who don't want to pass laws that will help the breweries further their business. And, basically, it's taking away the mandatory tour that you have to take when you go to a brewery. And most of the time, the, the, the brewery tour is literally 60 seconds. Here's the tanks. Here's the grain. Here's this. That's it. We mix it all together. We make the beer. Okay, go and buy a beer. It's ridiculous. Let's get rid of the tours. Let's get people in there and buy, you know, buying beer and sampling beers uh, and allow them to sell small snacks. They're not looking to open a restaurant. This is really not threatening restaurant businesses, in my opinion. If you like a restaurant and they're serving local beer, I'm more apt to go there. If you're just selling the Buds and the Coors Lights and the Guinnesses, guess what? I'm probably not going to frequent your establishment. Maybe I go there once at a blue moon, but for the and I'm not ordering a blue moon either. But uh, you know, again, local fresh beer. Let's help New Jersey. This is an easy way to do it, and it's bipartisan. This has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. This is helping everyone. This is helping small business. All right. Please, educate yourselves, restaurant owners. Educate yourselves. I get it. You spent a lot of money for a restaurant. These people are spending just about as much money as you are. You just don't see it because you just think because they pay a couple of grand for a license, they're not making the sacrifices that you are. Certainly, these people are making sacrifices to bring fresh, delicious beer, local beer, to the state of New Jersey. Anyway, moving on in our uh, additional news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Bunch of local st- local uh, breweries doing some stuff. Weyerbacher, uh, their uh, Festweizen, uh, a hybrid style combining the flavors of a German Fest beer and a German Hefeweizen. Uh, that is available in the tap room only uh, in 12-ounce cans and draft pours. It's there now. Uh, it's a 5% ABV beer. Uh, and they are also hosting uh, an annual pump, their first annual pumpkin fest at the tap room Saturday, October. Tw- uh, actually, it's going on right now. What am I talking about? It's going on right now. In fact, it's over. It was from noon to eight. So excuse me. They had a lot of live music. I apologize. I was copying and pasting stuff and I should have edited that one out. However, they are having a homebrewing contest. They're no longer accepting entries for the competition, but you can sample these different homebrews. That takes place at two o'clock Saturday, November 11th. Food is being provided by the Sticky Pig. Uh, food truck outside. Uh, they're going to have live music. Tickets are $20 with your ticket. You get a tasting glass you can keep after the event, unlimited tastings of the homebrew entries, and you get to vote for your favorite brew. That's from our good folks at Weyerbacher. 
uh, and Mike Miles and the guys doing a great job up there with Weyerbacher right uh, off in uh, in eastern Pennsylvania located just, I mean, go up 78 West. Uh, first exit that you hit uh, when you get into Pennsylvania, take it. Uh, I think it's uh, not even, a, you know, a half a mile. You make a left. And uh, you head right down the road, you'll run right into Weyerbacher. It's a great place. They have a great little tour, and they make very good beer. Five Boroughs Brewing. We talked to the folks from uh, Five Boroughs Brewing about a month or so ago. And uh, they, like others, are canning now. It's the new rage. Local, you know, local brewers are really getting into this. Uh, and it's a great way to get their beer out there without having to ha- put it in kegs and uh, get it into bars. You can buy the cans direct from the brewery. A lot of these mobile canning operations that are doing a fantastic job. A lot of brewers use them. Uh, Wet Ticket, which we'll get to in a minute. Five Burrows, Carton, a lot of different places use it. And uh, it's very effective to get their beers out there. So they've got two new ones that they released this past Thursday. Uh, first, there's All Aboard. That's an 8.5% double IPA uh, brewed with a heavy dose of uh, flaked oats, double dry hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe. And they're also introducing a Pineapple Local. It's a juicy 8% double IPA uh, brewed in collaboration with their friends at Kings County Brewers Collective. Uh, this one has a tropical flavor since it's hit with a mid-fermentation addition of pineapple and double dry hopped with Vic Secret and Mosaic. So you can get those at Five Burrows Brewing. Wet Ticket earlier in the week. Tim and Al from Wet Ticket, they can their Dream Ticket Double IPA. Uh, four packs of 16-ounce uh, cans are $14. Cases are available for $78, and they are available at the brewery until they sell out. I think I'm making a trip over to Wet Ticket this weekend to pick up some of the Dream Ticket Double IPA. It's really good. Trust me, Wet Ticket over in Rawway. Uh, Tim and Al are doing some great things there. And uh, if you're in the city and you want to get over, you want to check them out, it's five stops on New Jersey Transit. You get off in Rawway, you walk a block. You're at Wet Ticket. Great food options as well in the area. It is fantastic. You will not be disappointed. And then finally, in our news and notes segment here, New Jersey Beer Company. It's a merging of two beer companies, which is pretty cool. New Jersey Beer Company and 902 Brewing uh, are merging uh, the two craft breweries. New Jersey Beer Company has been brewing since 2011. 902, uh, they say founded in 2014. They've actually been brewing since 2012. Uh, and uh, they are merging together, uh, and the merged breweries will brew in the New Jersey Beer Company facility in North Bergen, New Jersey. They will become Hudson County's largest brewery. Colby Janish, he's been on the program, a principal of 902. He'll become the general manager of the brewery. Uh, Donald Voigt, Jr., a principal of 902, will serve as the chief financial officer. Uh, John Russo will serve the company as logistics manager. Uh, no change in the brewery staff uh, with the brewers and sales reps and their tasting manager. Uh, current GM, Ari uh, Bildner, he'll be moving on from the brewery to work on uh, entrepreneurial ventures in the food and beverage space. Uh, he was the, the former GM of New Jersey Beer Company. And uh, the merger date tentatively set for October 30th. Um, so this is great. So New Jersey Beer Company 902 merging together. They will become uh, Hudson County's largest brewery. So congrats to both of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know 902 had been looking uh, for a tap room in Hoboken for a while because they've been brewing out of Hoboken and bouncing around in a couple of different places as a gypsy brewer. But uh, I guess they couldn't really get um, a location secured. Listen, let's face it, in Hoboken, it's incredibly expensive uh, for real estate. So I can understand uh, why they would be having problems. And this seems to be uh, a good a good venture between New Jersey Brewing and uh, 902 Brewing. So we'll see what happens. So congrats to both of those companies for merging together. And, uh, you know, again... It's nice to see the collaborative effort uh, from all the breweries, but it's interesting when you see two breweries uh, merging together, local breweries, because let's face it, I think that's what's happening now with a lot of these microbrewers that are not making an impact uh, with sales. 
Sometimes they're going to have to merge together in order to survive and continue brewing beer. So uh, good for them, and, uh, you know, congrats to them, and good luck. Uh, When we come back after a short break, Brandon Galupi and Stuart Blake from Second Act Beer will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly cloudy, 64 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Not going well for the Yankees tonight in Game 7 of the American League Championship Series. At the moment, they are trailing the Astros 4-0 in the 8th inning. In other news, a strap hanger on the R subway train in Brooklyn assaulted a fellow rider on Friday afternoon, and that sent the victim to the hospital. Terry McCready reports. Police say the train was headed toward the 36th Street station in Sunset Park shortly before 4 o'clock. The Daily News reports the suspect allegedly began pummeling the victim. After he complained, the suspect stepped on his foot. Authorities say the victim sustained severe head blows and is in critical but stable condition. The assailant fled the scene on a southbound D train. He was last seen wearing a white shirt, black jeans, and carrying a black backpack. I'm Terry McCready, NBC News Radio. New York. A worker in serious but stable condition after falling into a trench at a Manhattan construction site that happened yesterday morning at around 10.45 a.m. near 30th Street and Broadway. The worker fell some 40 feet below street level and needed the fire department to hoist him up. It is not clear how the accident happened. In New Jersey, Elizabeth officials say two police officers were justified in their use of deadly force last year. It happened when six officers were eating at a pizzeria in September of 2016 after working a private security job. Farris Tailcrim allegedly hit one of the officers with his car following a scuffle. Two of the cops then opened fire but did not hit Tailcrim as he fled. The Union County prosecutor says both of the officers reacted reasonably given the potential for bodily harm. In other sports action, the Knicks lost to Detroit 111-107. NHL Rangers defeat Nashville 4-2. Islanders down San Jose 5-3. Checking the traffic, uh, minor delays right now crossing the George Washington Bridge. Outbound upper level three right lanes are closed and no delay for the Holland or the Lincoln. You now know how not to go. Weather forecast tonight, clear and mild, low 60, plenty of sun Sunday and warm 75. Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. You know, I've been talking about Cowan's Public for the last few weeks, and it may have been born in 2015, but its historic roots stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, opened its doors just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room, when you walk in, it's got a curved Art Deco bar, custom stained glass, roaring fireplace, and plenty of places to sit. Cowan's Public has 16 rotating craft beers on draft for all tastes, and they use local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Let me tell you something. They have a great craft beer selection there. If you want great craft beer, Cowan's Public is the place to go to. Now, try their fried chicken and waffle sandwich or perhaps their wild mushroom taco. Both are winners. Cowan's Public, they focus on seasonal specialty cocktails with premium ingredients, house-made syrups, and fresh-squeezed juices. If you're looking for something really unique, I'm telling you, Cowan's Public offers a barrel-aged cocktail program featuring five cocktails that have been aged in different spirit barrels, taking on the flavors of the wood and the spirit that was previously held in the barrel. Visit CowanSPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. AM 97, The Answer.
Now, I like this. This is big gigantic for those of you who don't know. This is uh, called Come On. And these guys remind me very much of the stereo MCs. That's what this band reminds me of. When I hear this, stereo MCs, and oddly enough, a week ago, last Thursday on October 12th, was the 25th anniversary of my first paying radio job in New York City, Radio Free New York, uh, with Jimmy Buff and Kurt Chaplin as we're here back on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. This is a band, no doubt, we would have played back then 25 years ago. If the show was still on today, we would have certainly played this band. Welcome back, as I said, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, and via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can listen and download every single show right from one of those two platforms. My next guests on the cast, uh, the first one manages the business aspect of a brewery that's out of Dover, New Jersey, and the second, he is the head brewmaster of said brewery, and their name is called Second Act Beer. Secondact.beer is the website for more information. And let me welcome in Brendan Galupi and Stuart Blake to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, gentlemen, welcome. What's up? Hey, thanks, Al. Thanks for having us. You got it. Now, guys, how did Second Act Beer get its start? Um, yeah, so, I mean, it kind of started, we were, uh, connected through, so I met Stu's, so this is Brandon, I met Stu's brother, um, a few years ago, we worked together, I, you know, told him that I was interested in getting into, um, getting into the beer business, um, connected him, uh, connected me and Stu together, and we kind of started from there, and we wanted to do something a little different when we started this thing, and we thought that, you know, pairing music and beer together was something that could be interesting, and um, so far it's kind of proved that way. Um, so that's kind of really how it started. And you, how, and you guys decided on the name Second Act because? Yeah, so we're all failed musicians, and <laughs> we saw, yeah, so, so we all have, like, you know, music as one of our first creative passions, and we wanted to get into the beer industry, and we thought we just wanted to pair whatever we did with music. Okay. And we, we see a lot of similarities between sort of the creativity, but then also, you know, the marketing business aspect and then the engineering aspect w- within those two industries. So we're just looking for names. We came upon Second Act because we're all uh, actually working IT professional jobs. Right. And we wanted it to be our second act. And so we thought it fit pretty well. And, yeah, it's just a way for us to connect to artists and kind of use music as a creative way of just distributing our beer. That's awesome. Talking with Brandon Galupi and Stuart Blake. Uh, Brandon heads up the sales and marketing for Second Act Beer. Stuart is the head head of brewing operations here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is secondact.beer is the website for more information. So you guys got two beers in the hopper right now. Let's talk about them. First up, your house Kolsch. Why choose a Kolsch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is us, Stu. I'll talk to that a little bit. Um, I really like more sessionable ales uh, in the kind of in the four to five and a half percent range, mm-hmm. mainly because I like to drink a lot of beer and it allows me to consume a good amount of volume while keeping my head on straight. Right. And culture is something that really interested me. And I took a trip to Cologne one time, went around, and it's a very interesting beer culture where, where they're serving you beer in these 20 centiliter stungas, like these straight glasses. Right. And that, basically the deal is you're, you're drinking one and as you're nearing the end of that glass, there's a server that comes around with a tray full of these 
uh, Stungas, of course, just gives you another one, marks a little check on your coaster, and then you're on to the next beer. Um, and then when you're done, obviously, you just got to kind of put a coaster on top, say, hey, I'm finished, but you can keep drinking those really throughout the day. And it's a really fun beer to drink mm-hmm. just because it's a little bit more fruity uh, than what you typically get out of a Pilsner. It still has a crisp bitterness to it. Um, but the esters are allowed to play a little bit more in the beer, more so than some of the other styles within Germany. And I thought that would be a kind of a fun beer to kind of play with. So I took it home, was trying to recreate that classic style. And what we went with the house calls, we wanted to spice it up a little bit for the American palate. I hopped it with some Simcoe to add some pine layers on top of that. And, and what's cool with it, too, is, like, when it came out, this was, this thing came out in, like, July. And in my opinion, Kolsch is almost like a – it doesn't really have that much of, like, a market reputation mm-hmm. um, out there. And, be, I mean, it's a perfect summer beer. It's super sessionable, like Steve said. And, then like, it's a great beer by the pool on a hot day. Even I mean, <laughs> at the Morristown Big Brew last weekend, it was pretty hot there. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, it was, and uh, and and in fact, my wife my wife couldn't make it through the full four hours. We had to leave after an hour and a half. Now, guys, for your second offering, you decided on a pale ale called Steel Sacks. What's the origin for this beer and how you got its name? Yeah, so we were we were living in Bethlehem, PA at the time. Like, so when we kind of so Stu's journey out to to start this thing, he came. We we were living in, or I was living in PA. Hmm. Um, Stu drove out from California to start this thing. Um, we were living in PA. We really started the business from Pennsylvania, just like the ideas and everything that started Second Act came from, from uh, Bethlehem, PA. And in our backyard was the Bethlehem Steel Stacks. Um, you know, we have this music theme. We're thinking about it. With Big Gigantic, who you started the, the start of the show with, right. uh, a song like that, we really, you know, was somewhat of our inspiration for um, Steel uh, steel sax because um, c- we wanted to couple it with this like groovy funky sax tune um, and then so we we're like oh steel stack steel sax it kind of you know went together and it's almost a, a a tribute to where this whole thing started we're talking with brandon galupi and stewart blake uh brandon heads up sales and marketing for second act beer and stewart is uh, the head of brewing operations. Secondact.beer is the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Now, guys, uh, recently the state of New Jersey uh, are trying to enact some new laws to help brewers within the state make it easier uh, to sell their beer. You know, if you go to, a, a, um, you know, the brewery and they have a tour, they're going to try and do away with the tour and maybe serve some light fare. But there's been pushback by restaurant owners claiming that the breweries are getting an unfair advantage. What is Second Act's position on this, if you have one? Yeah, so, I mean, our, our position is that it's the, the more lenient it is for the breweries or kind of enabling breweries to kind of do their thing, the better it is for business for everyone. Um, you've seen this, like, sort of the taproom model work, even with food and a lot of other states that have a lot of breweries, but then also a lot of successful restaurants as well, um, whether it be in California, like in San Diego or in, in Washington or Colorado and states like that. Mm-hmm. So the works there. I mean, why can't it work in New Jersey? I think it's probably a lot of rooted just in the way things have run, you know, through tradition and, um, you know, breweries are kind of new. They see them popping up and, you know, maybe people's sales are declining, maybe not so much because of the breweries, but maybe just because of the changing, like, economic landscape and, you know, breweries are an easy cop-out. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not an economic 
economics. I, I, I can't say that word, but I, I, I don't know a whole lot about that stuff. I just think, you know, if you make Jersey a place for people to come and like a tourist destination, right. and that's really what we want to be a part of is like, we want to be one of the great breweries in New Jersey. There's going to be a lot of them. We just want to be part of the scene and why people want to travel to the state to try breweries. But when they come here, they're also going to go to restaurants. They're going to go out to eat. They're going to, you know, shop and, you know, clothing stores and different uh, crafty um location so it's just I, I think one helps the other and putting those um restrictions on breweries is just kind of hurting everyone as a whole and at the end of the day too like people that like beer are gonna go drive for beer like you said like they're gonna go right. and they're gonna go to maine they're gonna go to new hampshire they're gonna go to massachusetts it, it, there's plenty of people that make the pilgrimage from new jersey new york up to new england because that's where all the breweries are and what happens there the money goes there they, you know, they buy the beer. They also stay over the night. They also, you know, eat while they're up there. So it's not, I think it's a, a lot grayer of a question than, you know, money's being co- going from the restaurants to the breweries. I don't see that as the case. Now, you guys are self-distributing your beers. Is that correct? Yep. How has the response been so far throughout New Jersey? Pretty good. Um, I mean, <laughs> being that we self-distribute our beers, it's, Sometimes we get weird looks when a uh, Nissan Altima or a Subaru comes up with a half barrel keg, half barrel keg in it. Um, <laughs> but the the response, I mean, the response is is pretty good. It, it, we're finding that you know there's there's a few different there's really three different segments. There's the the bars and the restaurants that want to adopt the newest beers. Um, they want to constantly rotate, and they're going to try to fly through beer. Um, the the newest, rarest stuff that they can find. There's the second segment, which is almost a hybrid approach, where they have your legacy stuff, but then they they float in some new stuff, and they might have some sort of you know, they want to help the little guys in New Jersey. And then there's the third segment that you're only getting Coors, <laughs> you're only getting Yingling, you're only getting right. you know Blue Moon, and and that's what they do. So uh, the reception, I mean. Going to the people in those first two tiers are really the ones that we want to play with anyways. I mean, we'll try to get on the third tier of people, but sometimes, you know, they, they've just been doing things a certain way and their clientele looks at it that way. And that's really from the business standpoint. From the consumer standpoint, we've, we've been hearing great stuff on our beers. Um, you know, we, we track untapped and we engage on untapped very frequently. If anyone posts a picture or anything, we're always engaging and even when there is a negative review, we're always interacting with them and we're saying, hey, like, thanks so much for giving us a shot. Like, what didn't, what can we do differently next time when we rebrew this thing? Um, so even when we are, um, you know, we're, we're listening very closely. And so far, I mean, in my opinion, I think we've been hearing some good stuff. Uh, last question for me, guys. What, uh, what's the next release that's going to be coming out from you guys in the next few months? It's going to be our Little Cabin Coffee, which is a four and a half percent blonde coffee ale. Ooh. And kind of what we wanted to do with this one is create an experience similar to drinking a milk stout, but in a blonde format. <clears throat> so we're adding some lactose to it. We're partnering up with our friends at Booten Coffee Roasters in Booten, New Jersey, to get some Sumatra beans, adding some roast character, a little bit of chocolate and nuttiness to the to the um, to the beer. So it's not going to be overpowering with the coffee, but just enough to add it some extra character in there and create a great drinking experience. That sounds and like the, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Al. And with it too, uh, the name Little Cabin Coffee it's coming from. So it's um, you know it's tied to the coffee that we're doing, but it's also tied to Hidden Cabins, the band that we're pairing up with for this. Nice. Um, the first time that 
we're able to partner up with a band directly to brew a beer for them to drink while listening to their beer or while listening to their music to drink while listening to their music right we're really excited about this one because it's really the first time we get to partner with a band and do something specifically you know for them right well that sounds great i can't wait to try it it sounds it sounds like a delicious beer i love stouts and and kind of pairing it up in a blonde uh sounds like a, a really delicious beer my guests have been brandon galupi and Stuart blake uh, Brandon heads up the sales and marketing. Uh, Stuart is the head of brewing operations for Second Act Beer. They're based out of Dover, New Jersey. Secondact.beer is the website for more information. Gentlemen, best of luck. Thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks, Al. Yeah, thanks so much. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, this is Elias Usamo D, host of Cobra Radio, the boldest hour here on AM 970, The Answer. And we're inviting you to tune in on Sunday at 11 a.m. as we talk about topics such as the Constitutional Convention and why you should vote no and why you shouldn't support it. And, of course, we talk about a whole host of other things that's dealing with the New York City Department of Corrections and correction offices. Tune in on Sunday at 11 a.m. Thank you. You know, as you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you really feel like you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with beautiful reclaimed wood beams and flooring. If the weather permits and it's a great night out, visit the outdoor porch area, complete with quaint rocking chairs, flickering gas lanterns hinting at a bygone era. Enjoy a seasonal cocktail or a casual dinner under the stars. The Barrow House satisfies groups of all sizes, always keeping that intimate feel. Now, if you've got a group dinner to plan, the Barrow House Root Cellar is a perfect stone line nook that showcases a carefully selected wine collection. If your group's larger, the traditional post and beam barn complete with retractable roof and belt-driven fans is the perfect setting. Whether it's the 18 craft beers on draft, my favorite part, the creative seasonal craft cocktails, or the scrumptious American farm fare, and trust me, it's delicious. Choose the Barrel House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey, right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrelhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrel House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Ransomware is software that can infiltrate your business through email, enabling cyber criminals to hijack sensitive information as ransom for your own data's release. Leveraging Barracuda email security with advanced threat detection can stop a ransomware attack in its tracks. As an added measure, Barracuda Backup allows you to recover your data without having to surrender to extortion. Crime doesn't pay when you protect your business data with Barracuda. Go to barracuda.com slash ransomware to learn more. AM 97, The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget, Google uh, Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all of the Craft Beer Casts right there. Now, it's time for Suds and Duds, a little Van Halen Romeo delight to get it started. Uh, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's the segment where I tell you all about the various craft beers that I've drank over the past week. And remember, it's a subjective list, and it's based on one person's palate, and that would be yours truly. So, uh, Glaucus is what I started off with at Paragon Tap and Table. First of all, Mike Miles, Mike, Mike Miles from Weyerbacher, thank you for the beers and thank you for the lunch uh, last week. Great chat about beer 
and talking about local beer and what's going on. And uh, got some things in the uh, the pipeline with the folks from Weyerbacher for next year uh, that we'll hopefully be able to pull off. It'll be a lot of fun. So uh, had this one from Pipeworks Brewing Company. Not bad on this one. A little spice, a little bitterness. Uh, not bad uh, for an IPA. More of a Belgian-style IPA. Uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. And then uh, Mike and I had a can of Metric by Industrial Arts Brewing. Um, very easy drinking Pilsner. Uh, a little bit, a little hint of lime I got out of it. Uh, it. It was it was a nice change of pace. Nice, um, as Mike said, and I agree with him. Uh, a nice palate cleanser. That's why I, I enjoyed that. So thanks for the beer, Mike. Thanks for the lunch. Uh, got to try uh, Paragon's new uh, fall menu. Uh, their barbecue brisket sandwich was excellent. We'll get into something else that I had from them uh, in just a couple of minutes. Uh, then I was over in another great place that if you haven't been to, you really have to check out Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. Uh, they have locations all over uh, New Jersey and New York, but uh, they're based out of Florida. Uh, they have, uh, I think, one is open in Chicago now. They got some in Pennsylvania. This is a great place. We've done show, we've done a show from Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. Uh, good stuff. I had, uh, and the the great thing about Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza is that they have local craft beers on draft, which is very cool. So I had a Fall Festivus Ale uh, by Cricket Hill. Uh, not bad. Tastes like an Oktoberfest. Not as malty. I, I was expecting more malt out of this, uh, but ended up, uh, you know, it, more IPA-ish than anything else. Uh, so really good. I really enjoyed it uh, on draft. And again, you can't beat the wings at Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza. It, they're fantastic. You really have to it, listen. If you haven't had a chance to get over to Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza and you like local craft beer and you like pizza, where else are you going to go? And by the way, October is National Pizza Month. So listen, get over, have a pizza. Have a craft beer. Trust me, you will, uh, you will, you will thank me for it. Uh, then we went back to Paragon Tap and Table a couple nights later, uh, trying more of their fall menu, which, by the way, uh, Chef Eric, outstanding job. The fall menu is just out of this world. My wife had the beef, the uh, brisket ramen noodles, which she absolutely enjoyed. It was fantastic. I had sweet potato gnocchi with lamb, and it was out of this world. So I ended up with a Hefeweizen, uh, by Jug Handle. Nicely balanced beer. Uh, it went perfectly with the sweet potato gnocchi. In fact, the food is so good that we both my wife and I ended up having to take uh, ours home. We couldn't finish it in one sitting, which is great. So I ended up having uh, the sweet potato gnocchi for lunch the next day. But definitely the Hefeweizen uh, went with the sweet potato gnocchi perfectly. It was excellent. Chef Eric, great job on the full menu so far. It's awesome. If you haven't been to Paragon Tap and Table, you definitely want to be there, and you definitely want to come on Thursday, November 30th when we're there, when they're doing the bartending competition. Uh, again, as we explained earlier in the show, the drinks uh, will be made by uh, a bunch of different bartenders. I'm going to be one of the judges. We're also broadcasting the show from there, but uh, we will be judging the drinks based on how they make them, the appearance, all that other good stuff, and then the drinks themselves, the finished products, will be auctioned off, and the proceeds will go to a local animal shelter, and then it will go to uh, one of the way, one of the um, people that works at Paragon has family in Puerto Rico, so we'll be donating part of the money uh, to that relief in Puerto Rico and also to the local animal shelter uh, in New Jersey. I think the animal shelter, I want to say it's I'm almost positive it's in Cranford, but we'll uh, we'll get back to you on that one with the uh, with the name and stuff. So anyway. Definitely want to come out to that one on November 30th. It's going to be a blast. As we continue on here with our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, had a, a Zingau, the black beer, um, by, uh, this is basically uh, Heineken's Brazil uh, corporation that puts this beer out. 
I really didn't like this one. I liked the the, the gold one uh, that I had about a month or so ago. The black one was not happy with. Tasted sour in a bad way. I just didn't like it. It didn't. I, I, I expect. I guess because it was a black beer, I was thinking something else. I was thinking it was going to be more of a dark, roasty type of taste, and I didn't get that. I didn't like it. In fact, I had to pour it out. That's how bad it was that I really didn't like it. Now it had been in the refrigerator the entire time. It wasn't like I had, you know, took it out, store, you know, stored it uh, hot, and then put it in cold. It was in the refrigerator the entire time. Just very disappointed with that one. So that one, uh, definitely the dud of the week. And then we had the folks from Glenmere Brewing on last week, and they brought me uh, two growlers uh, of their beer, which I, I which was very nice of them. They didn't have to drive it all the way down here. In fact, I said it's not necessary uh, for me to do the interview, but, hey, listen, they did it, and that was great. Um, really appreciate uh, Fred driving those beers down uh, to me. So uh, over the weekend I had a little fire pit with my uh, my neighbor, we uh, sat back and had a couple of beers. So we started off with the Wild Time Farmhouse. Really good. This was delicious. Uh, nice taste of um, of honey on the back end of this. Uh, very easy drinking. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it was just a, a, a just a really good uh, sipping beer. I really like this one. Definitely have to check this out if you guys are up in Florida, New York. Really, not too far out of the city uh, in Orange County, New York. Lend me a brewing. Then I had their Black Meadow Bog, which is their award-winning stout. Um, a lot of chocolate flavor in this, a little bit of coffee, very smooth, delicious. Both of these growlers were excellent. Can't thank the guys enough from Glenmere Brewing for the uh, for the growlers. Thanks, guys. Very much appreciated. Then I had uh, a, this one I've had sitting for almost a year, and I was a little bit hesitant to open it because I wasn't sure how it was going to come out because I had stored it, you know, in the dark, not really at, at where you should be storing stouts at like 50 degrees or whatever, 60 degrees. Uh, it was a little bit warmer, but I'll tell you what. Give Me Stout or Give Me Death by Stone Brewing was fantastic. Now, apparently this was brewed in their Virginia uh, brewing uh, operation, not on the West Coast coming east. It was already on the East Coast. They had sent me a bottle last year right when, I, I guess about a month or two, into my chemo for my cancer. So I really didn't want to open it up and drink it. I figured, let me let it sit. And I, I let it sit for a while and then realized, oh, wow, I had this. And let's let's break this out and put it in the fridge. But I'll tell you what. Had it sitting for almost a year, it was fantastic. The berry flavors that were in it, they had, I think it was blackberry uh, and some other stuff, very muted, but they were present, weren't overpowering, but it was delicious. I mean, my neighbor and I both we were like, wow, okay, this isn't bad. So I know, you know, Certain beers you can age. Um, I think you, most stouts you can age. As long as you haven't had them refrigerated, you can age them uh, pretty much for as long as you want, you know, a year or two, maybe more. And especially if they're they're bourbon barrel aged, obviously the longer they sit in the bottle, uh, the more complexity you get out of the flavors. And obviously a lot of breweries tell you, drink your beer fresh. That's the way to do it. It's it's how you get, uh, you know, the, the best flavor out of the beers. But I have to tell you. This was fantastic. If I see it in the store again, I'm definitely going to pick it up. And then finally, uh, as we uh, finish off here, the Suds and Duds segment on the Algatillo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, Mosaic Promise from Founders. I thought I had had this one already. I had not. So I'm at the Jets-Patriots game uh, last week covering it for ESPN Radio. And uh, a couple of my friends who work over at Capital Craft, uh, Dustin, who is the general manager over there, and uh, Ilya, one of the bartenders there, uh, they're at the game. Uh, Dustin is a huge Patriots fan. He's like, hey, you here? Why don't you come out and have a beer? And, you know, obviously I couldn't because I was working. But I said, listen, if you're going to be around after the game, I'll come by and uh, have a beer or two in the parking lot. So sure enough, they're out there. Oh, my God. This is a great beer. Easy drinking. Uh, it, I loved it so much I had two of them while sitting in the parking lot. 
Uh, so thank you, Dustin. Thanks, Ilya, for the for the beers and the company. Uh, the talk was great. Hadn't seen the guys in a while. Haven't been over to Capital Craft probably since, uh, oh, wow, got to be like June or July was probably the last time that I was in there. And um, I have to tell you, this is a great beer. If you like IPAs but you don't want to drink too many of them because it's 7 8 9%, you know, you feel like, you, you know, you have two and, you know, two or three and you feel like you're not going to be able to, you know, drive, et cetera, et cetera. This is definitely a, a, a beer if you're sitting in the backyard and you want to just have a couple and not feel, you know, bloated and not feel like you've, you know, drank six or seven or eight beers. This is a great beer. It goes down nice. Um, yes, it has that little bitter bite that you want out of it, but it is definitely an easy drinking, crushable type of beer. That's 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 the big thing they're talking now, crushable beers. How, can you have more beer? Because let's be honest, uh, that's part of the reason why I think people shy away from drinking craft beer. They think, oh, it's too heavy. It's got too much alcohol in it. Um, I'm not going to be able to, to, to drink it. I've always said this. If there's a particular style of beer that you like, whether it's a Pilsner, whether it's an Oktoberfest, whether it's a stout, you can find a craft beer that will fit. You don't have to drink Guinness, uh, Budweiser, Coors Light, Miller. You could find a beer to suit your tastes. I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, you just you have to do a little probing around. And you know what? Listen, not every beer you're going to like, and that's okay. If you don't like it, you dump it out, you move on to the next one. There's, there's no shame in that. But uh, that, it, that mosaic promise from Founders is an excellent beer. If you're sitting in the parking lot, especially if you're tailgating, you know, listen, if you're tailgating in a parking lot, do you really want to be drinking beers at 9 and 10% and then go in to try and enjoy your game? You can't. It's impossible. You're going to get too bombed. You're not going to be paying attention. And, you know, bad things could happen, like getting arrested, which is not a good thing. It's never a good thing, especially at a football game. When you walk past the drunk tank after a Jets-Patriot game or a Giants-Cowboys game, let me tell you something, it is not pretty. And I'm laughing because sometimes – you see some of these people that, God, why do they get into fights? Or you just you look at somebody and you go, yeah, I know, they got bombed. You knew why they were getting into a fight. They were looking, to, they were just looking to pick a fight. But, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Brandon Galupi, and Stuart Blake from Second Act Beer, located out of Dover, New Jersey. Support these guys. Drink local. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Cowan's Public was born in 2015, but really, its historic roots, they stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, has its roots dating to just after the repeal of Prohibition. Now, the main room, it's beautiful when you walk in, features a curved Art Deco bar with custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, plenty of places to sit, just the right setting to enjoy a seasonal cocktail, perhaps an Ella Fizz or an Alley Cat. If you're looking for an escape from the main bar, the Nouveau Lounge is right up your alley with upholstered walls, restored tin ceiling, and deco chandeliers. It's great for families, small groups, and even private party rentals. Cowan's Public has 16 rotational craft beers on draft. The beer selection suited for all tastes, from craft beer enthusiasts like me to newcomers alike. Cowan's uses local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try the buffalo chicken poutine. Oh, my goodness. Or the new Cowan's Burger, an 8-ounce coffee-rubbed burger topped with Vermont white cheddar, fried egg, and shoestring onion rings. I'm getting that the next time I go in for sure. Visit CowanSPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrel House Bar and Restaurant. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.